Welcome to My Creative Classroom, an EdTech podcast that focuses on highlighting educational tools that can help teachers transform learning in or out of their classrooms. I interview industry experts to discuss the details of their products in order to help you make an informed decision on whether or not this product is right for you. As an educator with over a decade of experience both in and out of the classroom, I know that time and money are both precious. So I hope my conversations will help you in your creative journey through education. My name is Brian Willette and welcome to My Creative Classroom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to My Creative Classroom and I'm excited for today's special edition of My Creative Classroom because just recently I was featured as a guest on a live session with the one and only CEO and founder of Mindshare Learn. And he's with us here today to talk about top 20 ed tech of 2020, top tech 10 ed tech trends, and so much more. Robert Martelecci, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. My pleasure. I'm honored. Uh... So Robert, you and I sat down and chatted, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago about your top 20 ed tech. So uh, for those of, those of them, of our listeners who may not have seen that live interview, can you tell us a little bit about where those top 20 ed tech of 2020 came from and then where our listeners can actually find the list of those top 20? Yeah, great question. Yeah, so we uh, annually, uh, and it's 14 years now that we've been uh, focusing on trends uh, across the country and uh, what teachers are actually using in the classroom. So this year we created uh, our, our top 20 for 2020 uh, at Tech Tools, and, and we crowdsourced it. We we asked the teachers, you know, what are they using in the class? And uh, so I can I can go over some of the top picks in each of the categories if you like. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's hit, let's hit a couple of examples here so our listeners can expect what to find. Yeah, you know, and, and one of the cool uh, ones that I just came across was, uh, and it's gaining a lot of traction, is the Bitmoji Classroom. Um, that's uh, part of the Google Education platform uh, a little uh, trivia for you um, though the the bitmoji uh, 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 cartoons were actually a Canadian company that uh, is known as bitstrips that uh, you might recall the comic book strip uh, like uh, creativity tool that was in education they well right. they were acquired by um, by Google through um, not uh, let's see, there's uh, a number of tools that we're talking about, but one of those social media platforms, uh, not Instagram, but uh, yeah, was it Instagram? Not Instagram. Which one does uh, Google own? Um, I'm not sure, like TikTok or something? or One, one of those. At any rate, it's, it's one of in, those many social media platforms. It's, there, there's a ton of them <laughs> and it's integrated into the um, it's integrated into Google Education, so it elegantly lets teachers create a, a PowerPoint slide-like image with, uh, you know, infusing books and audio and video links, and and it immediately propels them into the edtech space, uh, particularly if you're doing a hybrid type of model uh, for for learning or remote learning as we are. So the resources are great for students and parents as well. So. So that's that's one that hit my radar. Uh, Flipgrid uh, is another platform that's gotten very popular, um, and uh, Office three sixty five is essential from a productivity tool. On the collaboration engagement front, you know, uh, 
you, you've got uh, Twitter as a professional learning tool that we love so much and we use ubiquitously. And uh, you got Zoom and Teams and Seesaw and Pear Deck. On the creativity side, uh, you know, uh, I love Canva. Canva is one of the tools that uh, really puts the uh, tools in the hands of the end user and democratizes learning for, for teachers. They got a new uh, education platform and I interviewed the education lead for Canva out of Australia. Uh, you've got Screenify and Minecraft and Adobe, Nearpod and uh, so we video and then on the learning platform side, uh, you know, it's all Canadian uh, performance here with Edwin uh, from Nelson, uh, Edsby uh, and D2L. Uh, so, um, you know, it's, it's a nice mix of tools and it gives teachers some idea of, of actually what's what's being used out there. And it's an amazing list. And as you said, you crowdsource. So you got mm -hmm. that information directly from the teachers and more so now than ever, this list can help educators who might not know where do I start with ed tech and, and how can I start revolutionizing my classroom? And I'm sure they're not thinking that now because we've been living this blended learning model, this distance learning model for so long now. But this list helps identify some of those tools that could maybe even just transform the classroom to the next level. So where can our listeners go find this list of top 20? Yeah, they can go to our Twitter handle at MindshareLearn or our website at MindshareLearning.ca. You know, Brian, it's our 20th year in EdTech. And, uh, you know, I was blessed to have the opportunity to launch Kevin O'Leary's startup, the Learning Company School Division in Canada, after leaving, uh, being lured away from York University. Uh, where I was in administration, and uh, my life changed dramatically. I was passionate about uh, the future of uh, learning and ed tech, and didn't know a whole lot about it. But you know, uh, here we are, twenty almost twenty five years later, and uh, you know we're still at it. And it's about making an impact and helping teachers, you know, make sense of what's what's uh, helpful in the way of tools and helping companies laser in on on meeting the needs of teachers uh, you know there's so many ed tech startups out there that are doing great work but oftentimes they're passionate but they don't have the pedagogical expertise so we, we'd like to bridge that gap you know and, and ensure for their success because their success is the success of teachers and students as well that's awesome and and you mentioned you know being part of that kevin o'leary startup you know maybe we might see robert the next dragon on dragon's den right we just never know you know there you go I, let's let's start some uh some social media you know advocacy around that uh I, i'm excited uh about the potential for that you know uh coincidentally uh lane merrifield is uh one of the dragons and he's the founder of FreshGrade, which is a digital portfolio for education. And I just spoke with him recently. Uh, and uh, yeah, so a small world and, uh, but you know, it's complex. It's, uh, it's a difficult time. I just interviewed uh, the Dean of the Faculty of Education at Ontario Tech University about best practices uh, on online and hybrid and, re uh, and remote uh, blended learning. And uh, he had some great advice, and you know we share that we that was on our Mindshare uh, at Tech TV episode that we just had and it's recorded online. And and you're mentioning you know these interviews that you're having with these these professionals in ed tech and so on. Where can our listeners find those? Can they watch it live? Where can they watch it live? But then where can they watch the the recordings once they once they've been recorded? 
Yeah. What's cool is they record uh, live stream uh, and they stay on the website. Uh, they're on our website and they stay on Twitter and and uh, also LinkedIn. Uh, so we we like to share it across a number of platforms and and Instagram if you're into Instagram. Um, so Snapchat is the the one that would that acquired uh, Bitstrips. By the way, Snapchat is the one I name escaped me, but I I knew it would come back uh, to me. But uh, but yeah, so you know we try to make them widely available and try to be where teachers and parents and students are at and Facebook as well. Uh, so, you know, and, and annually, uh, we recently uh, announced our top 10 trends for InEdTech for 2021. It really under- important to understand what's coming. And uh, we have a, a webinar at 2.30 with C21 Canada, where we have district leaders, and uh, yours is one of them, uh, that will be uh, joining us for a conversation about uh, how uh, district leaders are future-proofing education and what to expect in 2021. And I think what's amazing is, and I encourage all of our listeners to follow uh, you on social media at MyShareLearn, check out the website. And because you, you guys are on the forefront of sharing ed tech and information with the end user and sharing the product, sharing the service, and, and being able to interview, like you said, uh, our superintendent will be on that, that panel and having those authentic conversations to say, what's happening and what's going to happen and how can we try to prepare education for what's to come? So I think that's amazing. Well, and Brian, I was going to add one of our new innovations because we're constantly pivoting and offering new programs is uh, we're going to offer a new show on a weekly basis and it's going to be entitled Unboxing EdTech. So we're going to share new products every week and uh, with a pedagogical expert, and we might get you on the show as well to really dissect and, and explore new tools that uh, and uh, platforms that are coming available in education and, uh, and put them to a, a test drive, if you will. I look forward to seeing those because I think that's a much needed piece of this puzzle, which is we talk at tech and this podcast is, is dedicated to sharing the information and, and interviewing experts such as yourself so that educators don't go have to search for it. And having somebody be able to unbox that, look at that ed tech and see what that tool can really serve in the classroom, I think is a, a pinnacle piece of that information so that educators can feel like they're ready and they know what they're purchasing. Absolutely. So that's amazing. The, the top 20 ed tech, the top 10 ed tech trends. Now, you, you mentioned that. We just talked about it a little bit. Give us a sneak peek. Tell us a little bit about what some of those top 10 ed tech trends are. Yeah, for you know, absolutely. Um, I'll give you, you know, one that could easily easily be number one is professional learning for teachers and parents, the emerging the emergence of the pedagogical help desk and AI bots, which is an interesting uh, thought process. So, uh, you know, there's no question that at least 50% of teachers had never infused technology uh, in a pedagogically sound way in the past. And, you know, uh, this pandemic uh, caused a massive pivot and, uh, and you know, we have teachers now, you know, because we're on lockdown in Ontario that are having to move online. And they've really probably had a couple of sessions, if any, uh, uh, on teaching online. So, you know, you, teachers take courses, teachers take years to, you know, hone their, their craft to, to be master teachers in online teaching. And uh, so I pushed that one to number one in my estimation and, uh, you know, CompuGen, 
logics, paper learning. There are a number of um, organizations that are offering outsourced professional learning as well as, you know, districts uh, districts are taxed like yours, no doubt, in, in reaching the, the teachers and providing the supports. And, you know, and we see the emergence of outsourcing the, you know, the activities that don't make sense for education, like technical support or pedagogical support for that matter. Uh, and then the bots, like we have, you know, when we're needing help with our mobile service that's not working right, as an example, to have a bot that helps you or students with with issues that they're experiencing and offering that 24-7 support in an, in an online environment is absolutely paramount, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And I think you're hitting it on the head with those top 10, those trends that are coming. And as you mentioned, teachers take years to master the craft of not just online teaching, but just even teaching. And for them to have to pivot and shift on a dime, here we are this year learning to do that in a blended model, distance model. It's exactly that. It's it's being able to provide that information for them to become experts, you know, as quickly as possible, you know, in this global pandemic. Absolutely. So virtual learning environments and LMS platforms are here to stay. Um, you know, they are becoming more pervasive and mission critical, if you will. And I referenced the Bitmoji classroom is a really simple uh, way for a teacher to make that pivot. I mean, the one from Mr. Lawrence in our top 10, he's from the Toronto District School Board. He incorporates uh, a yoga mat. And if you click on the yoga mat, it takes you to go noodle for kids to, to get a bit of a workout and, uh, you know, distraction from uh, from their, their learning and a nice mental break as well and get energized. But, uh, you know, we've got uh, teacher and student well-being is very much, uh, you know, at a crisis right now. And uh, so we got some great resources there from uh, the Canadian Physical Education uh, Association uh, put together a great uh, handbook, um, Future Proofing of Education and Student Skills uh, is uh, going to be a massive focus uh, because frankly, districts were caught off guard, uh, never having faced a major crisis that impacted the entire district. You know, they you know, there were preventative measures with your data center and backups, but nothing of this magnitude. So hence, uh, that was the inspiration around our C21 webinar this afternoon, where we're going to tap into the minds of the expert leaders who have been grappling with this challenge. Online learning has come of age in many forms, blended learning, hybrid and synchronous. Uh, we got some great resources that are provided courtesy of the OECD. They've done a great job in uh, doing research globally and, and providing best practice. Um, the rise of learning communities and experiential learning, you know, it really does take a digital village to raise a child in the 21st century. And, uh, you know, we're seeing the emergence of, uh, you know, not-for-profit learning communities, you know, fitting into, uh, you know, a lifelong learning model within the smart city or town concept. I know that in New Brunswick, there was, uh, that initiative with the professor from Mount A, uh, Michael, his last name escapes me, but I know there was an initiative about, you know, collaboratively building a new school that would serve the entire community. But the community is the school. We know someone that subscribes to that notion, don't we? And Dr. Mario Chason. 
Yeah, and, and you know, you mentioned it there. A digital community, you know, is is where it's at as well here this year, and 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 that's exactly the notion is how do we do this together? And we've mentioned even on our uh, when we chatted a few weeks ago on 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 your session talking about the top twenty ed tech is is building that community even through Twitter, and we've seen that Twitter is a huge location for educators around the world to build that professional learning network and to share strategies and tools that they're using to help amplify their classroom to not only be connected with their students, but be connected with their peers as well all across the world. So that's that's a huge statement there because it's it's not just today, it's tomorrow, right. whether we're in the global pandemic or we're out of it, it's being able to continue those interactions with colleagues across the globe in building our profession. Yeah. Brian, I think you'll appreciate this next one, digital equity and access to stable internet. You know, we've seen a massive transformation in the adoption of technology and education. What really impressed me with a lot of the districts and yours included is ensuring that kids have devices, kids have access to bandwidth, and the government is stepping up to provide more resources. How are you guys doing in that regard? I hope that uh, you've seen a, a great shift and that uh, kids feel like and parents feel like they're being supported. It's definitely on the the forefront of everyone's minds, and I'm sure it's everywhere. You yeah. know, as we enter this, because what we once thought was enough technology to support our youth is now not enough because we're realizing low connectivity in certain areas, even not having anything to connect with, um, is something that's coming to realization. And and you know, something as simple as saying we're going to make a phone call home, um, but you know, the the family is only using you know, cellular service. There's no home phone. It's just a cellular service. Um, right, or they're using right. data to check their email versus actually having a dedicated Wi-Fi line. So that's something that the province has been looking at and seeing how we can support both all families and the educators so that we can be connected, stay connected if that comes to having to be fully at home learning. And as you know, our province is a little bit different as many of them are. We're, we're fortunately able to be in-person uh, most of the time from kindergarten right. to grade eight. And then our high schools are part-time half and half. So we're on a cyclical right. pattern with our high schools. So um, we're fortunate there. So we're still working on that plan to figure out how can we get devices in the hands of the students so that they're able to right. be connected. No, absolutely. Excellent. Uh, student engagement solutions for deeper learning. You know, I keep hearing that teachers are struggling with their students online to get them to pay attention and get their buy-in, you know, um, part of it is the way you teach and challenge them. And the notion of the flipped classroom is is very much in play where, you know, it's project-based, it's experiential, get the kids outside to explore. And, and I know, and I don't know what it is about your educators in your district, and perhaps it's the water, but we've seen exceptional award-winning teachers like yourself emerge over and over and having that knowledge and expertise to engage your kids, not necessarily with just technology, but strategies, you know, pedagogical strategies that are, you know, tested and, and, and tried and true. Well, you know, I, I have the image of, you know, uh, your colleague Ian Fogarty's class winning her contest a few years ago and seeing a toboggan going down the hill where they're measuring wind speed uh, as part of their physics class. Like, you know, you can have a lot of fun and, and engage kids in, in innovative ways. Uh, and let's talk science and Ontario Tech University and Cancode. 
you know, there's all kinds of free tools out there as well. And Dell's embarked on, you know, uh, eSports initiative. So, uh, and that's gaining a lot of traction. Um, so there's some great resources that we share and that from, from those various sources. And yeah, what's your take on, on the student engagement piece for deeper learning? Yeah, I think that's huge. And you mentioned it there. It's 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 going beyond, let's say, the textbook and going beyond the screen to engage our students in learning that's not just your typical learning style and having them learn at home. Go like you just mentioned the toboggan, right? Go sliding and try to calculate even your velocity, your speed, your acceleration, whatever it might be, and, and so much more. You know, it's it's trying to go beyond what we would have thought is the textbook learning strategy and more of an engaged you know, inquiry, project-based learning strategy to help, you know, regain that passion for learning in or out of the classroom, which I think is huge. And and everything that you've mentioned in the, those top 10 trends are huge. And so I, I encourage all of our listeners to head over to at MindshareLearn on Twitter to go find those top 10 trends and even visit the website to learn more about them and 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 see what they offer. And you never know, something might inspire you and help you transform your classroom as well. That's a great point, Brian. If it's just one of the 10, you know, there are a lot of golden nuggets here, I think. And, and this, incidentally, this list is not sole sourced. It's, you know, curated with through C21, C Academy members, board members, my advisory board members, the Mindshare Learning Report. So we reach out to a, a broad network that we have and um, to, to really hone in on you know, what are some of the key key things that are going to be impacting us in 2021? And last but not least, evidence-based research to support new paradigms for learning. I can't underscore that enough. Uh, I've seen some districts and provinces do great work in, in preparing their plans. And then I've seen some that just, you know, in Ontario, if I could just reference that where I'm based, uh, you know, districts were thrown into the lion's den to figure out on their own. They could have sought the advice of pedagogical experts, tech experts at universities across the province and, you know, give them best practices to incorporate. Instead, you know, they were left at their own devices and experimented with starting an online school and then flipping back to blended and you're associated with this school. Kids were bouncing back and forth. That shouldn't have happened. I mean, these we're talking about kids. They're not products. They're kids right. and parents. And so evidence-based research, take the, the you know, and, and I hope it's happening, is where, you know, you have university experts that are examining this past year of learning, what worked and what didn't work. What, you know, what should we repeat? And what should we do away with? And um, so I shared uh, the OECD document, the recent document. Again, they've done excellent work on innovation in education, the power of digital learning and technology. And that's, you know, what, what, how to, you know, grapple with 2021, right? You know, how, how do we, you know, future proofing education is really what it's about. And you mentioned one last thing there before we head out. You mentioned the Mindshare Learning Report, which I believe somebody could subscribe to. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, it's it's offered free. And then we have our weekly top 10 and our more comprehensive monthly Can-Am report. It's available at mindsharelearning.ca. 
or at Mindshare uh, Learn on Twitter. Uh, we always post them there. So yeah, we're you, if you, you Google Mindshare Learning, you'll you'll find us everywhere. We've been around you know twenty plus years now. So. Uh, we're passionate about making an impact, and we've got our schools. So the future challenge that we're launching in March, uh, where schools can share how they've continued uh, learning through the pandemic uh, in a video and can win some fabulous prizes, uh, tech prizes. So stay tuned for more to come. That's amazing, Robert. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing the top 20 ed tech of 2020 the top 10 ed tech trends of 2021, and so much more about what Mindshare Learning offers. And I encourage all of our listeners to head over to at Mindshare Learn on Twitter, follow them. You'll see posts and you'll see their conferences, their live interviews with guests, and head over to the website mindsharelearning.ca. Subscribe to that Mindshare Learning Report because I get it and it is amazing. It's packed with information and you it's a kind of a one-stop shop. So that's amazing. You never know. Maybe one day you'll see my Creative Classroom podcast as part of that mindshare learning report but for now i encourage everyone to go there subscribe and uh, follow them on twitter and as always let's make learning creative this was my creative classroom